It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. I'm here today with Jeff and Tim. Hey, y'all. Hello. And we're all having just the best life ever. <laughs> Tip-top fucking capital, yes. <laughs> People are sick, or their teams are losing. I don't know. But um, we're here, I guess, to talk about the Bruins. I feel like I'm, I'm here giving a eulogy for the Bruins already. But we're here to talk about the Bruins. So let me just sum up their week of play. so that western canada road trip which is never sexy never 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 no no not even that one time where i really nailed the description (laughs) (laughs) never sexy no it it was it was bad like yeah like Two points out of a possible six, and neither of them was, and none of them were from a win. Bad, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I was told this week to to be happy with a point from a, a three point game against a Western Conference team, and I'm like, what? But those Western Conference teams, Calgary's the only one I'm willing to excuse. Edmonton and especially Vancouver. The fuck is that shit? Right, and this was about the Edmonton game, so I was perplexed if you if you walk away from a game in san jose with a point i'm saying in san jose you've done good yeah (laughs) right right if you walk away from the preds playing in nashville with a point winnipeg right like winnipeg there's plenty plenty of teams in the western conference you're right that that you know you walk away from them with a point and you're feeling good but the two teams that you shouldn't necessarily feel good about walking away with a point instead of two are the edmonton oilers and the vancouver canucks yep the 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 only other team i would lump in that category would be arizona and again like what what the fuck is this shit Yeah, Edmondson decided that they wanted to beat the crap out of you a little bit. The the lasting thing about the Calgary game, besides the fact that it started like almost a half hour late, the game scheduled to start at nine thirty Eastern, started at ten Eastern. Yeah, that's a that's a move. Yeah. Oh, okay. I might be slightly exaggerating, but basically, I was in my car when when the Bruins got scored on the first goal, and I that was around ten. Yeah, so, okay, so they were playing for five or six minutes by that point. It's because the game before, because it was Wednesday night, hockey night, and yeah, we had to suffer through some other game, I guess. I didn't watch it because I was in my car. Yeah, so the Calgary game was kind of brutal to watch because uh, Tuca gave up three goals pretty badly. The team sucked. They came out flat. They there's nothing good to say about how they played through the first period, for sure. They started trying to shore it up in the second, or more more likely the third, but the game was out of hand by that point. They they just didn't get close enough. Oh, and the return of no goal. Oh, yes. goody. No goal came back. So, because uh, basically, I guess um, it was Bergie who was offside. What? I think that was the game. That was the game. Because basically the Bruins had to score three times to get two goals. Yeah, it was a pasta goal that got called back. Yep, yep, yep. And it's it's very rare that Bergie would, would not drag his feet the right way, but that's how it was. Honestly, I'm not convinced that the offside... Like, he was onside, so it was offsides that was offsides. It's Bergie. The offside line moved or something. Because Bergie was not offside. I don't care what they say. 
Well, anyway, that goal got called back. It was just, you know what? It just, that that game sucked. And then, you know, Johnny Goodgrow got got hit by Charlie McAvoy, I think it was. And yeah. uh, there was, you know, they're both going down, speeding towards the goal. Charlie's trying to prevent something because, you know, little Johnny is very, very fast and dangerous. And he got like, he got, I, I, I'm not even sure it was like a head in, uh, head injury, although I guess he was out the next game. He came back for the game, but then he was out. I don't know. Something bad happened to Gaudreau. It was just, you know, it was a shit show. The whole game was just a shit show. It's not the worst I've ever seen them play, but it's bad. Very bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the worst would probably be that, that season closer um, uh, three seasons ago. But yeah. Yeah. Followed by, closely followed by that game. Oh, God. So, yeah. So so then it's like they come back and they're going to play uh, Edmonton and they start out better. They're in that game. And it's just a heartbreaker at the end. You know, Basically, those two teams were, were on it. There was a lot of physicality in that game. I can't remember exactly all the stuff that happened. And I'm sure that any goal that Halak let in was going to be blamed on Tuka, even though he did not play in that game. But anyway... They were in that game until the end, and it only took like 23 seconds in overtime to end the game. And it was so frustrating. You don't go to overtime against McDavid, right? That's the thing. Because three on three overtime is basically like let McDavid do what McDavid will. Right, <laughs> right. Basically, you had the one-two punch of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreitzeidel. I know, I know you're not, you, you, you don't like him. He's overpaid and all that shit, but he, he's the one who got the winner. All because Brad Marchand was trying to get the puck up the ice, but it got intercepted. Ugh. Then yeah. last night. Oh my god, last night. There is no world in which the Vancouver Canucks should really be like playing the same game that you're playing. They're not that good. They're in rebuild mode. But and no one... their star new prospect is out is on IR. Right. Pedersen, who started super on fire, right? There's no business. My point is there's no fucking business. Yeah, Besser doesn't count as a prospect anymore. Oh, okay, okay. Well. He's officially graduated. Um, Pedersen, well, he'll count as graduated soon, but he still counts as a prospect. He's only played like four games. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, the, the Bruins can't score a goal to save their lives. Outside of who was it? Was it Pasta last night? It was Nordstrom. Nordstrom. Oh, it was Nordstrom! Oh my God! From Mo- from Mooring Grislick, which is uh... oh my God! How did I even think it was Pasta? It's because I'm I've got it so it, so much so ingrained in my head that the only people who can score goals on this team are Bergy and Pasta. Not even Brad this year. Just Bergy. No, and Pasta. Brad only has two. I know. I know. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I just watched that game last night and I could not tell you who scored the goal. Ugh. But I can tell you that Bo Horvat's name anagrams to Overbroth. That much I can tell you. Because that's all I thought of every time they said his name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> Try to have some fun here. Did you know that his, his actual first name is Bowie? Why wouldn't you not? Why would you not go by that? I don't know. Because then I wouldn't call him Overbroth. But because he goes by Bo Horvat, it's Overbroth. But Bowie. Bowie's an infinitely cooler name than Bo. Well, exactly. Okay, well, Bo Horvat, I officially dislike you then. Because like, because you choose not to go by Bowie. That's like Rick Porcello for the Red Sox. His first name's Frederick, but he goes by Rick. I don't like it. I would go by Fred. Or Frederick, even. Not everybody's a Fred. And not everybody's a Frederick. But it's but to go by Rick, I just I, I I have a hard. He has such a cool name, like his full name is so cool, Frederick Alfred Porcello the Third. Like if you're gonna go down this path, the obvious one to go for is Raphael Cruz calling himself Ted. Are you sure um, that you would want to go by the initials Fap? Oh hell yes, I would. Fap the Third. No, no, that's not a no. It's not a good combination of letters for uh, initials. I would do it. No, that's really gross. Nobody should go by that. He should. Maybe he'd throw better. Anyway, Bowie. 
Bowie is an infinitely cooler name than any of us yeah, have. It's a waste of a rad first name. Fuck you, Bo Horvat. You can't handle your own coolness, so you decided to be uncool. That's pathetic. Now, to be fair, even David Bowie's son couldn't handle the coolness of having a name like Zoe Bowie. Uh, to be fair, I don't know if I can blame him on that one. That's a bit much. I mean, it, it, it's it's cool, but it's it's a bit much. <laughs> right, and that's why his name is Duncan Jones. Anyway. <laughs> you, you can, that's a bit much, too. It's like, why would you overreact that badly? I don't... David Bowie's given name was David Jones, and there were like 500 million David Joneses in England at that point. Yeah. So he went by David Bowie, and he infinite he created himself uh, as this glorious image of the universe and space aliens and um and gosh, what other words can you use for David Bowie? Although this is not a David Bowie appreciation podcast we should have that sometime we're going to talk about the Bruins again sorry about the sideline with Bo Horvat Overbroth I want you all to call him Overbroth from now on okay so that game last night Bruins should have won that just should have won that and they didn't win it they lost it again in overtime well it doesn't help that you had Kempfer playing almost 17 minutes in that game but Camper wasn't the problem. I mean, yeah, okay, there, there is the problem of injuries, and we'll get into that. We're going to get into that. That's its own little thing that we need to talk about. It's a little encapsulated part of this podcast that we will talk about. But, yes, Camper was not a problem. The defense itself was not really a problem. The, you know, when it came down to Brandon Carlo going to try to beat out, I don't even know who scored the game winner. There. Bo Horvat. Oh, Overbroth! <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Carlo against Overbroth. <laughs> I hate to say it. It was just, it, it was not a battle that he was going to win. He tried. He tried so hard to block that. But anyway. Oh, that's why I was talking about him for so much. Because he scored the fucking winner. All right. Yeah. So the problem that the Bruins are going to have and are having right now is is injury-related. God, this is like deja vu. It seems like it was like this last year. Because it was like this last year. <laughs> yeah. So so for starters, of course, Tory Krug's still out. They, they, they seem to be dealing with that, but realistically, dealing with that wasn't likely sustainable because that's a lot of scoring that runs through his stick. But they are doing that. They won some games. So not, Corey, so not Tory Krug's absence on its own. It's... Everything else that happened this week, or apparently in one case last week. Yeah, so let's start with Charlie McAvoy. Poor Charlie. Charlie McAvoy was sent back to Boston yesterday. Apparently he was not feeling right. Is Yeah. Right? And uh, that uh, Cassidy alluded to the fact that it could have been from something that happened in last week's Edmonton game, which was nine, ten days ago now. When I first heard he wasn't feeling right... I could not help but think, oh my God, there are a number of things that we know about Charlie McAvoy. We know about the heart procedure, which should be absolutely fine. Okay. But you still worry, right? I don't know. Maybe I just worry, but okay. So you, you think about that. You think about the knee injury, you know, he had the, the, the MCL, was it or something? That yeah, sprained? sprain. But, but not, but not feeling right, right away strikes me as a concussion. Concussion. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And it's funny because that's not where my head went, but then on the Bruins broadcast last night uh, or the pregame, they did show like, Hey, this is where we think it happened. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's not right. So it probably is a concussion. They said he was coming back for tests. So, okay. So you have no Tory crew and you haven't had him for the whole season so far, or, you know, this young season, as I like to, like to put it. Yeah, I haven't had him yet. Now Charlie McAvoy is out. So, okay. You put Carlo up on the, the, the first line. And for the most part, that's pretty good. You know, it's not the same. You don't have the same movement of the puck up the ice, but man, oh man, he's trying, man. He is, he really is. He's jumping into things. Okay, so now on your second pair, you don't have Tory, Tory Krug, you have John Moore, and you have Stephen Kempfer, and they weren't the problem last night. 
because John Moore was trying to jump into offensive play and he skates really well. Everybody wants to tell you. Everybody will tell you. He skates really and well. He, and he got the primary assist on the Bruins' slung goal. Very good. All right, good. And I understand, and I haven't watched the game, that Camphor played as well as one could possibly expect Stephen Camphor to play. Yep. I, I hated seeing the 44 myself, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, it's all right. It's okay. It's been a couple of years now. I should be used to it by now. Anyway, uh, okay, yeah, so that's fine. And then, you know, Kevin Miller. Oh, yes, that's right. The other part of our defense that's out. So basically half of our defense is wiped out right now. Is Kevin Miller blocked a, a shot uh, on his hand on it, against Edmonton. And he they they labeled it in the game. And this is why I said this this way yesterday. They said he had an upper body injury and he was not going to return. Now, remember... Bruce Cassidy would call this an upper body injury if he's waving at you, or <laughs> if he's tying his shoe, it's a lower body injury. That's now see. There's the thing: is Cassidy actually was more specific. He said the stuff about the shot and going home for X-rays, and that was I pulled that from a, a team tweet. So... Okay, okay, yeah, I did not have that information or something because Twitter wants to show me stupid shit. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I didn't have that. That's fine. It's he he went back to Boston to get that looked at. I don't blame him. Your your money is your hands. Get it checked out, and I hope nothing too bad happened, and get well soon. Isn't one of his previous injuries a broken hand from a fight, like, early on? Oh, maybe. I feel like it might. It feels it I know feels he had familiar. a shoulder, but... Yeah, I know he had a shoulder, but it does sound like something that would happen to Kevin Miller because he just punches that hard. Yeah, like I, I mean, I don't, I'm not. I just I don't know for sure. I, like one of his first two years in the league, seasons in the, uh, on the team or something. I don't know. But anyway, so that's um three uh, of our of our originally projected top six that were were, were out of the game. Incidentally, we went entered camp with four right-handed D on camp on, on the roster, and uh, now we're down two. We still have three on the team, of course, because camp first right-hand shot, but oh boy. <clears throat> yeah. Having eight D sounds like a great idea now. <laughs> Seriously. To be fair, Vakaninen played last night, and he looked all right, I thought. And, and honestly... And I hate to say this, I do love Adam McQuaid. Neither of them are particularly good players, but Camphor is probably a slightly better suited for 2018 and the NHL in 2018 than McQuaid is. Oh, shut your mouth! Insofar, I'm just talking about how the game's played. I've said otherwise in terms of overall quality, there's not that much air between them. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> I still if miss any, Adam. It, yeah. I do miss Adam. I miss Adam in that that Edmonton game. I think there's some some shit he would have handled. <laughs> I, I, I feel like he would have at least like forcibly removed um, uh, Benning sternum after that uh, hit on Bacchus. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I know. Oh gosh. Okay, we just talked about the the injuries to defense. We have not talked about other injuries. Oh my God. So David Bacchus also was not feeling well yesterday, probably because he got his bell rung. Uh, even though he came back for the game, he was out yesterday. Ryan Donato. You know, we, and, and, yeah. Ryan Donato too? No, Ryan Donato uh, was expecting to not play. And then he got to the rink and it was like, oh, you're going to play. Well, and you say play, use the term play loosely. He played like seven minutes. <laughs> well, he is on double secret probation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so it's not just the defense. We've 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 got uh, David Backus who's out, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing at this point. Well, so we'll start. We'll start with the human aspect of it. Um, this is his. This is his second concussion in nine games. Yeah, um, I, I Bacchus getting hurt again, and especially with the head injury. That that's first of all, we know he had he's had a couple concussions. I think even with just the Bruins, his and, most recent one was the last game of the of the Bruins playoff run from J T. Miller. 
Oh, that's right. So again, this is this is. I don't know how many games he actually played in the preseason, but this is his second concussion in somewhere in the vicinity of twelve games, which is not good. And and even before that, he just he hasn't looked very good overall playing. It seems like rather than just well, I guess the whole third lines looked kind of shitty overall, but. I almost want him to take a lot of time off just because I feel for him and his well-being beyond hockey. Like, if it's another concussion that's so close together, I mean, that's not good. Yeah. And his play in general and his, his story arc throughout this uh, this contract is, is increasingly has a, a Bleski aroma to it. You know, season two of the contract has some, like, stupid freak injuries and stuff that rob him of enormous amounts of time. Of course, in Bolesky's case, it was a knee injury from, from a not-so-nice hit. And in Bacchus' case, it was the combination of the diverticulitis and um, then the cut to his thigh. Oh my god, that was awful. So what I'm worried is, is we're in the process of being in season three of the contract, at which point the player just completely, ta- completely craters. And he seems to be cratering right now. And I just... oh. Well, and, and to give an idea here, right, and I, I talked about this before the show, but he's there are four players on the Bruins roster that have zero points. Two of them are defensemen and have also only played one game each. These, of course, Kampfer and Vakaninen. So they're excused. Nolachari has played eight games, has zero points, but he's a fourth-line wing. Going eight games without a point is kind of a thing fourth-line wings do. You'd be happier if they didn't, but, like, it's not the end of the world, right? But Bacchus is the other zero points. Yep. That's a problem. And, um, and that's also, incidentally, with only eight shots on goal in seven games. That's bad. I, I mean, I've been critical of Backus before, and I never liked the signing, but I like David Backus a lot, right? Right. He's a great guy to have on the team. The teammates seem to really adore him. But this is, going, this is sliding from bad to catastrophic as we speak, this contract. The only good thing about it is that because it was a Sweeney signing, it's only five years. Right. Look, you know, even this summer, I was at the point where I was like, if you can trade Bacchus, trade Bacchus. I can't do the cheerleading for him anymore. I just, I tried. I, I, he, he boasted losing more weight this summer. He came back, I came, he came into camp looking haggard to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not the only one that thought that, right? So, okay. He, he looks very, very thin. Unwell. <laughs> I honestly think that there are a lot of hockey players that look a little too thin to me in, in some respects. I, I mean, trying to get, they're trying to get faster, but losing weight's not going to do that. You still got to have the legs for it. And let's face it, Bacchus is 34. Yes. Just losing weight's not going to make him faster. Yes. No. <laughs> I, I think that part of it's uh, that he's going to be a little bit, he thinks he's going to be a little bit faster. The other part is that, Maybe he thinks just losing that weight will make him have a little bit more stamina. Not that you need, like, huge amounts of stamina, but you. there are times where you could be out on the ice for two minutes. It happens. Now, here's the interesting thing about that, though, is now that we that didn't work, right? Having lost weight while still presumably generally playing like David Backus, he has now put himself at a disadvantage by discovering that losing weight didn't make him faster, right? So now he's lighter than he should be and still slow. They talk about the players need to be fast, small and faster, or the larger they can get away with being slower. But now he's lost the weight, which means he doesn't have the padding to take the abuse. Right. So I'm wonder- I'm concerned that by losing that weight, now that it didn't work at making him faster, now it's just made him vulnerable. I don't know. That's just sort of me thinking out loud. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely possible. And if if that's the case, I mean, our the third line was. The third line center was talked about a lot going into the off season and uh, going into the beginning of the season, and that doesn't help it at all. Having him playing ineffectively and or being hurt or being vulnerable to being hurt more often. Stats from guys in Providence: It looks like Frederick has three goals, no assists in seven games. And JFK has a goal and three assists in seven games. So those are the other two guys that were kind of vying for that. Now, uh, there is another body out there. 
and this 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 is a quiet move the Bruins pulled this week that might prove important. They uh this the the P Bruins signed um, Jan Kovar to a PTO. Now now Kovar in the past has been a fairly high scoring. He's a Czech centerman who's been playing the KHL, was decently scoring, high scoring, and it signed this year off in the, this off season um, to, to a one year two million dollar contract with the Isles. Didn't make the Isles, but I don't know if that necessarily mean much because I'm pretty sure Lou's just drunk all the time now. And so that they, they terminated that contract, and he is now on a PTO with um, uh, the P Bruins. He's probably better than an AHL level centerman. They just want to see what he's up to, what he can do, right? He's played in one game and he has a goal. There you go. And they did set him up to do well right away. They gave him you know decent wingers, I think, for that game, Solaric and someone else. That would be a nice fix. Because it wouldn't require expending any assets to plug this the hole at three C. But my question is, what if you try that and that doesn't work? Oh, well, man. you have to that's, you have to get to the market because like this three C situation, clearly no one's stepping up to the plate. And there, there was a rumor this week that, um, or I guess Drager said it on on TV in Canada. What, whatever, what is he on TSN? Yeah, he's on TSN. Okay. He's, uh, Drager said on TSN that he heard something about how the Bruins were in the market for a centerman. I haven't heard this from anybody else. No, I've seen other individuals repeat it since. And I did see that Dominic Tiano said something, and and he could have just been wishlisting at this point. But he said, it, it, typically when he says these things, it's maybe a little bit more than wishlisting. But he said... There would be nothing that he would love to see more than a, a trade go down between the Bruins and the Blues. Is there somebody on the Blues that is probably tradable? Hang on, let me bring up their cap friendly here because now I'm now I'm now I'm intrigued. You have my attention. Yeah, see, isn't this fun when we don't talk about everything in pregame? <laughs> now, now, an important caveat about Dom Tiano is most of his connections are in amateur scouting, right? Right. So he that's maybe just be him, someone as a hockey watcher, saying this would be something that would be fun. But then again, he does also seem to sometimes have some sources too, right? So, okay, so people who are currently on the Blues listed as centers. Okay. Tyler Bozak. Well, I'm, I'm going to list them all, and then we'll work from there. Okay, Ryan O'Reilly. It's not Alex Steen. I hope not. That contract's not so nice, unless it involves Backus going the other way somehow. And Alex Steen also has a lot of concussion issues. Yeah, Alex Steen has a career-long litany of his, of, uh, of injury issues. Alex Steen is injury-prone and always has been. Braden Shen, Tyler Bozak, whom they just signed, and I don't really want Tyler Bozak for three years at five million, regardless of whether or not that of any other circumstances. No. And I don't have any problem with Tyler Bozak. Okay, Robert Thomas, who is 19 on his 19, and uh, it's not going to be him because he's like their star prospect. Right. Jordan Cairo, 20-year-old, also prospect, also just made the league. He's like their number two. I don't think so. Ivan Barbashev is not worth mentioning. Oh. I'm not sure where he's coming from here, or where he's going for, or, or what angle he's playing because I don't, I don't see a solution there. Unless he's saying Ryan O'Reilly. Or unless he didn't mean anything to do with center at all. There, he never said center. This is true, but that's just the position I would have thought the Bruins would have been, you know, kicking tires on. Cause, uh... Although, this is just pie in the sky, because I can. Vladimir Tarasenko <laughs> on that second line. But Vladimir Tarasenko only comes here in a situation that has Pasternak going the other way, though. You know that, right, Tim? Of course I do, but that having him on the only, that, that, that is literally the only trade that that makes that happen. I don't want Pasta get a, Pasta to go anywhere. I want him to Pasta stay. being Pasta is some, is some years younger than Tarasenko, so uh, yeah, please, um, Pasta stay. I mean, yeah, but it would be so nice to ha- add him to the second line. If only this were fantasy hockey. If only, right? I mean. <sighs> Like an Alex, Alex Steen wouldn't be off. I don't know if you know if he still plays center. If he plays mostly wing now, though, fuck, um, I, got, I got nothing. Actually, no. In that roster, Steen must play mostly wing now because their top three centers are going to be O'Reilly, Bozak, and and uh, Shen. Right? Okay, so there's that. Okay, well, it was a fun little sojourn there, and then we have not solved the three C problem, which um, we're not going to solve it until how many games, Tim? 
70, what was it, 72, 76? It was 78. Oh, we're so far. It was 78. So it's going to be a while. And, and yeah, Jeff Steen is listed as a left wing on hockey reference for whatever that's worth. Okay, I'm going by Cap Friendly, which has him dual listed. And he's, he's played a lot of both in his career. So Now, here's the thing about it. This, um, and I really hate to go back to this particular um, Madison Square Garden well, because like we've done enough trading with them. We got rolled on the Rick Nash trade. Um, we got Rick rolled. Uh, <laughs> which happened to be an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I don't think this would happen for a couple different reasons, and it's mostly because of his last name. Oh, uh, uh, I know where you're going with that. Yeah, the, Hayes. The, yeah, Kevin Hayes. You know, I mean, he's obviously <laughs> going to be traded out of the Rangers this year. But like, a, oh my God, I can't imagine Kevin wanting to be pl- playing for the market for his home market after watching it eat Jimmy alive. <laughs> Well, there's also the fact that he sounds like he smokes five packs a day without with the filters cut off and gargles thumbtacks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, that was supposed to be talking like I had a mouthful of marbles, which is incidentally what he also sounds like. He sounds like all of yeah. these things. Yeah, um, but the, and also I, I don't think Kevin would want any part of that, and I have a suspicion the Bruins uh, are probably acutely aware of the fan base is not prepared to take on another Hayes, regardless of the fact that this one's legit, whereas Jimmy was not. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think, I think the, uh, I think everyone's a little shell shocked of that one. I'm I'm okay with not having a haze. I don't give a haze. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a haze about Kevin Hayes. Where is Jimmy Hayes? Jimmy Hayes is in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. Oh shit, he is. Oh my god, I just looked. That's it a good up. place for him. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, he he, I guess, surprise, surprise, did not make the pens and got sent down, or something. Oh, and all, oh, likewise, old friend Zach Trotman plays for Wilkes Barre as well. Oh wow! Yeah. Who does? Trotman. Oh yeah, Trotman. That's right. He's another thing that didn't work. There was that brief window when he looked like he was promising, though. Jimmy Hayes didn't have that. He's not no. in Boston. No, Jimmy Mays Hayes. Yeah. I mean, beyond that, 3C, we've gone over a little bit before in other episode. There's not a lot on the market. No, no, there's not. So we got to make something work. Uh, I think, I, I really do feel like Kovar is, uh, hopefully this would work because that's uh, not a great looking, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know if there's another solution there, right? If that works out, that's great. It's a solution that costs no assets. Just cost some of the Jacobs's money and everything. Something that costs the Jacobs's money, it's all right by me. All right, so let's think about this uh, a little bit differently. Are, are you concerned about the second line? Are are you you concerned about well that they're not joining in as much on the scoring? That top line, we don't have to worry about that top line unless it's taken out, and then we have to worry a lot. I mean, last night they were running the fucking trap. And we were getting killed. And then somehow or another, Nordstrom got a goal. So Because, of course, Nordstrom. Like, that that's a game that Nordstrom would score a goal in. You mean the one where he suddenly, when he suddenly plays into third, third line center? Yeah, that's the game. Exactly the game he's going to score in. <laughs> About the second line, I'm just going to start off right off the bat. David Krejci is not even kind of the problem. He's got six go- six points in eight games right now. No power play points, which is important. Those are all even strength. Yep. Which puts him in a 61.5 point pace over 82 games, which is like pretty – it's at the, it's pretty dead-on career for him. He's got – he's had, he had two 62-point seasons in there, a 63. It's, it's, and he's got a bunch of seasons, seasons under that. Like if he plays at that pace, David Krejci owes us nothing else. The problem is, is his wingers. Well, I would say I wouldn't say necessarily DeBrusque would be a pro. I don't. I think DeBrusque has played well. I don't think he's necessarily. DeBru- I mean, he's only scored in the one game. He did do it twice, but <laughs> but I, still, I have a hard time. I he when you see him out there, he seems to be playing well. He just seems he seems like a player that's snake bitten to me I, a little I, bit. 
I agree. Um, like, and, and, and so, like, the, basically, the thing with the second line so far, to me, is a, a, comb- is a couple things. I, I do think that Cassidy's been a little short-leashed with the other three candidates on that wing. A little too short-leashed, in fact. I mean, Nordstrom's the one that got the longest run of the, run of the four, right? Right. And I think that's part of the problem, and I don't know why Cassidy's being like that. He's not, in the past, shown that kind of impatience. Well, that's why I said last week that it seemed like he was almost panicking about it because he's been so short-leashed with the guys on uh, on the other side, on the right wing there. And that's one of the reasons why I want to move Pasta down is I want him on that second line. It spreads out scoring, but I really truly believe that Bjork can play on that first line and be successful. With. The thing is, I don't know why. If, if, but, but here's the thing, though: if, if if Cassidy's being all panicky and short and keeping such an incredibly short leash on the second right line, right wing, why on earth wouldn't he do it to the same candidates on the first line? In fact, I would almost argue he'd be likely to be worse about it. Even when you move Pasta down, even if you do to the second line, you could still say the first line is still stronger, even without. Because of Bergeron and Martian. Martian here's the thing about that, though. We, we currently have the best line in the league. You break that up. I know, I mean, obviously any line with Patrice and Brad is, Brad is going to be that good. But they were never in conversation for best line in the league at any point prior to Pasternak being their winner. Partly also because, like, somehow people were being dumb about it when Sagan was there. But anyway... So Still, I, 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 I'm really reluctant to do that. I think, I think the thing that needs to happen is just like pick one of the trio and fucking stick with it. Um, my vote would be Bjork. I think, you know, just put one of those three kids there and then ride it for a few games. See where it fucking takes you. Cause this freaking carousel nonsense where only Nordstrom gets more than one freaking game in a row in that position. I still want to break it up because then you end up with games where you lose to Vancouver two to one in overtime where Jacob Norpstrom, wherever the fuck his first name is, is scoring your only goal because they stopped the first line. Apparently That's it's it. it's Joachim or Joachim or oh, something Joachim. like that. Like that's really that's a really awkward way of wording putting that one. That's cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, every language that particular name's a mess. But um uh, I, you know what? <laughs> I just don't know. I also don't know if it's Urho or Urho. I don't know. I, all I know is that last night we saw the beginning of the Vakaninening, and I hope we see more. It's been a while since I spoke. I do want to say this. I did not say anything about Krejci. I was not implying anything about Krejci. I'm just saying that second line. Oh, I know. I just wanted to get out in front of that beforehand. It was just like Krejci's actually doing fairly well, given the negligible contribution from his varied wingers. I, I do not understand why Jake DeBrusque is on his off wing. Why why is that happening still? Like, I, I can understand trying it, and, it, it, you know, the first time they tried it, he got two goals, but why isn't he going back? Can't Isn't isn't Heinen supposed to be like a Swiss Army knife? He can play all three positions? And Bjork is supposedly a left shot that does... That, that does better on the right wing anyway than the left anyway too, right? Right. Like, like obviously it should be Bjorker Heinen on that wing and put Donato, put put Debrusk back on his on his right side. Fuck. Or better yet, or you know, try, try Solaric even. Although Solaric's not had a great start in Providence, I have a hunch he's sulking. Granted, no one's having a good start in Providence, so maybe that's a bad way to judge things. Actually, you're wrong. Colby Cave has five goals and two assists in seven games. What? <laughs> Old friend, Colby Covey. <laughs> Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> also, um, Lauzon has a goal and three assists. Oh, good for him. His, his name is actually pronounced Lauzon. Lau. No, it really is. Lauzon. <laughs> Lauzon. Yes, so, I'm sorry, I'm the pronunciation police today. As I usually okay, am. Okay, fine. How do I pronounce Cody Whatever the fuck that last name actually is. Oh, where where is this? I'm sorry, Cody. G O L O U B E F. Pronounce it. Okay, wait a minute. Um, Tolbleff. What? Uh, spell that again for me. G O L G O L O U B E F. Golub. Golubeth. 
Globith. Galau. Galau. G'day. 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 He's Cody G'day. I've had. Vladash. <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe that he's going with Vladar now. It's Vladash. Daniel Vladash. Ah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that guy kind of like snuck onto the roster somehow. <laughs> and nobody knows how to say his name. I'll go down to Providence and I'll learn it for you. I'll take an audio of it for you. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of um, uh, Providence-related matters, just to slip it in because there's nowhere else to wrench it in, um, uh, Jesse Gabriel and um, uh, Juna Kapanen got sent down to uh, to the ECHL. Wow. Good work, buys. They, they hadn't gotten to any AHL games yet. Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So, so Jesse Gabrielle is going to be uh, a washout, huh? Probably. It's sort of feeling that way after getting sent back to 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 the WHL for his overage here, which does not happen for signed players. It's the only one I've ever heard of that. I'm sure there's others, but not many. I've never heard of someone signed playing for their year age twenty season in the in W in in juniors, and then. BCHL after not being invited to camp too. Hmm. Yeah, he was told to report directly to Providence, which is like, holy crap! I mean, they invited freaking Olivia Gallipo, who is even on an NHL contract, to the freaking camp, and Gabriel got sent. Got told to report directly to Providence. Translation: Bruins are completely fucking done with him. And and, and Cody Labouf <laughs> got. <laughs> <laughs> he got invited to camp <laughs> somewhere. Oh, he just showed up in China or something. I don't know. <laughs> Do you like that new pronunciation? <laughs> it feels good to laugh. I feel like we haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um. Okay. Well, I want Jake DeBrus to score. I want Denton Heinen to score. I want Anders Bjork to score. I want Nordstrom to score. I want Donato to score. Like I, there's <laughs> these guys are supposed to score. Figure it the fuck out. Okay, guys. Look. You know what? This is the time to tinker with your lineup. And I agree that, you know, Cassidy should be spending more than like five minutes with a line. Okay? Because really, seriously, watching it, you're just like, what the fuck? Why are these people out together? This is not a line I know. He's like the ultimate line blender. <sighs> like, he's got two lines figured out. He's got the first and the fourth line figured out. That's great. And both dot lines are fantastic at what they do. But that middle six is a real problem. That's a lot of minutes. Yes, yes. So, so like, you know, spend a little time. I don't know. Let's spend three games with the, the second and third line being the same. Okay? Let's figure this the fuck out. Okay, guys? Because whatever is happening with, like, let's play this guy on his off wing and then maybe we'll make him go play defense now or something. I don't know. Um, maybe... Uh, Heinen Let's can play this goal. Guy out there with a ringette stick instead. Maybe that'll get it all fixed up. Oh my God! <laughs> it's just like you know. Okay, Ryan Donato, you're going to be the ref today. So yes, uh, I, I just figure it out, guys. Figure it out. I I know it's not easy, but figure it the fuck out. Okay, seriously, I am so tired of talking about three C. <laughs> I'm tired of thinking about I have some very about... bad news for you, VA. <laughs> We're going to be talking about it for 78 episodes. <laughs> Not I mean, like, episodes. seriously, it, it's increasingly looking that way. But, like, okay, let's just, let's just leave it at something is definitely going to happen. There's no fucking scenario. They don't do something about 3C. And I really, really hope that they figure it out with the people we have because we have the people to do it fix the other problem do, do you think Cassidy's a little freaked out about the first time that they're going to meet up against the Maple Leafs do you think that's what what is precipitating this because he's not on the hot seat like there, there's no way he's going to lose his job oh no his, his overall record since since he took on the job is one of the best in that time period of any coach 
But let's let's just give in to the idea that maybe he's panicking a little bit. What would he be panicking about? Montreal's four one and two. Oh, I wouldn't pan- Yeah, yeah. Like like the Canucks. That's that's a temporary thing. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? In this case, you know, when I, now that I think about that, I bet he is panicked, and I don't blame him for it. Because say you're the Bruins coach, and you look at who else is in our – and you know we're a very good team. You know we're probably – you know once we get our – once they stop playing grab ass, they're probably a top five, six team in the league. You know what the problem is? Is we still play in the same division as Toronto and, 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 uh, and Tampa. And that's got to think about trying to be the coach of a team and knowing that shit. I'm not saying that um, Tampa Bay is not a real threat or anything. I think you know what you have against Tampa. You know, yeah, yeah. Tampa, you know, that you team. know, verbatim everything you, you're getting up against Tampa. Yes. Which is enough, which is enough to make you shit yourself, to be perfectly honest, after how they just took this team apart in the second round last year. Right. 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 You know, how they have the ability to take games off and they might take a game or two off against you. But then, when they just decide to put the screws to you, they will, and it will suck. So, don't think I'm taking Tampa Bay light uh, lightly. Don't think I'm taking the lightning lightly. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, you know what you've got there. Toronto, you don't know right now. They are the unknown. You faced them last year, but the team is a little bit different because they, they swapped out one center for another, who is much better. Much so you, if I were Cassidy, I would be, I would want to figure this out before I meet up with them. And I'm going to figure out when that, that game is. Okay. So I said. November 26th. Oh, oh, got it. Is that like the day after Thanksgiving? No, it's like a Monday or something. Hang on. Let me go back to that page. It is Monday, November 26th. So that is the Monday after Thanksgiving. Uh, we face a. Uh, Oh, the pens on, uh, on on Black Friday. Ooh. These are terrible holiday presents. I would ask for a gift receipt. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could trade for another team <laughs> to play against on both of those times. <laughs> I don't want the Penguins, you know, on Black oh, Friday. Then they got to play Montreal in Montreal the next day after the pens, too. So we have so 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 we have a we have a, a five and we we have a four in uh, five in six day stretch. That's that right there. That's Detroit on the twenty first, Vancouver, which is fine. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh on the twenty third, Montreal on the twenty fourth, Toronto on the twenty sixth. That's a yeah, fart noise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fart noise. I would want I I'd want to be somebody else like the Red Wings or something. Come on, uh, Mickey. Why can't we just? face the Red Wings for the rest of the season. I think that sounds fine. Remember, there were only like six teams for a long time, and those same six teams played against each other all the time. Why can't we do that? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> as long as we get to pick those teams. Um, Detroit and... Um, uh, the Isles. Uh, I think Ari- the- I think Islanders the are gonna and suck, yeah. Arizona and probably the Rags, I guess. Sure. This sounds great. Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's make the schedule for next season. Uh, I'd take and- Buffalo that many times, too, because those are always chippy fun games, and we win them nowadays because Thomas Vanek is... Oh, yeah, Thomas... Wait, 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 back up. Do we want to play against Thomas Vanek that often? Well, it took us until the third period, like halfway... No, five minutes left in the third period to even notice he was on the ice. That's true. And we only noticed him, not because he did anything, but because he happened to turn and I saw the word Vanek on his jersey. (laughs) 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 So that really tells you how well that team is and how well he's doing on that team. <laughs> but that's also one game, and I don't trust Thomas Vanek to not Thomas Vanekus until I see it more than once in a more, more than once or twice, right? All right, but but anyway, I just want you to see my point of view. My point of view is if we just play the same teams all the time, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> if we get to pick them, but anyway, yes, okay. I think I said what I needed to say about the the, the scoring people needing to score. 
And um and honestly, for the love of God, some goalie just let Brandon Carlo score a fucking goal. Just a goalie. He can't do it on an empty net. I'm just going to say, they're not going to try to, like, Bartkowski him, are they? Because, like, I mean, I know Bart, I know Brando, Brandon scored NHL-level goals in regular season, which, it, you know, took Bart an impossibly long time to do, and it was after he was here. But, and like, he still didn't deserve it then. Fuck it. <laughs> it always amazes me, Tim, because, like, I... I, I, I I know I get I I agree that Markowski never did anything to warrant being liked. I don't think he ever does never did anything to warrant being hated as much as you hate him. <laughs> Can't stand him. Every time I think about Tim's hatred of Matt Barkowski, I can't help but think of what a sad face Matt Barkowski always had. Because I feel like everybody feels this way about him and it's so sad. <laughs> no, I don't it, it think must, it must it must yeah, it's it's that's a rough way. I mean, I, I, good for him. He's made a bunch of money, right? But, like, <sighs> poor Mark, he stole a bunch of money. Oh, no, don't be, don't you dare be that fan. Tim, don't be that fan, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep talking about Matt Bartkowski hatred. It's been so long since he's been on the team. Still hate him. Okay. Always and forever. Amen. <laughs> I, 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 I can I can manage to rationalize um, your hatred of him by um, counterpointing it with your love of Svetty. Yeah, I love both him. Of make, forever, both both of them are outerly and completely like ridiculous and have almost no basing, <laughs> no basis in their on, in the on ice product, at least to the scale of which they are. So fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I can't I can't explain it. I just love him. <laughs> okay, and I always will. You heard it here first. He said that he loves Matt Barkowski and he always will. Tim? Absolutely <laughs> not. Sorry, I had to mute because I heard something in the background here. But no, absolutely not. Never will love Matt Barkowski. <laughs> I was wondering what happened there. <laughs> I'm just like silence. Oh good God, did Tim just quit the show? <laughs> I pretty much thought that's what happened. <laughs> if you're going to quit the show, then rage quit, God damn it. Don't go out with a whimper. Quit it the right flip way. Some fu- flip some fucking tables, you know? Yes! yes! No, there was there was noise and then I was <laughs> there was noise and then I was enamored with more of the Chris Sale belly button ring talk for the Red Sox, so yeah, oh guys, I think I have a theory about why the Bruins like laid such a freaking egg this week. That was three games in Canada starting on the day of legalization. Done. There it is. Okay, the team the team was just high as a fucking kite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't feel my feet or my fingers. <laughs> I am floating on air. Watch me score all the goals. What's a goal? <laughs> So they got one more game in, in uh, Canada before they go home. So, uh, oh my God, Ottawa on Tuesday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, w- I would love to say I'm not worried about this game, but I'm a little worried about this game. I shouldn't be. Yeah. What's Ottawa's win three, even with Brady Kachuk out? Okay, so they're still doing things that they have no business doing. Super. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, Brady Kachuk, he got a knee injury, didn't he? Yeah, he's out for, for quite some time. Oh, poor guy. That's going to be delightful. Ottawa gets to the deadline, thinks they can make a run of it, doesn't sell Duchesne or Stone, fail, um, finishes in, like, one point out of the wild card, loses them both, and then still wins the lottery, thereby sending Jack Houston to Colorado. <laughs> right, I was just going to say that. Because oh. like, that would just be the perfect combination of... Fuck. Yeah, that would suck. But couldn't happen to a better team. Uh, yeah, yep. They, they, you know, I, again, a team I used to like, but they sucked all the joy out of hockey two years ago in that playoff series, and I'm not going to forgive them for that. No, they aren't. In fact, last night, I did tweet something about how, you know, after Guy Boucher killed hockey with the fucking trap, what were the Canucks doing last night? They were playing the fucking trap! All Guy Boucher needs to do on Tuesday is play the trap, and this team is done. Yep. And see, the weirdest thing about that is Ottawa has 
no actual defenseman with with like ex- the exception of twenty one year old Thomas Chabot, Thomas Chabot. Why? How are they not giving up every single goal ever? I don't get it. Unless, oh wait, Anderson has alternating years, doesn't he? He's Riley Smith and Net. That's why. Answer my own question. All right, team, get it the fuck together. Don't make me worry about a team like Senators. Please, for the love of God, don't run the trap on Tuesday, you motherfucker hockey killer, Guy Boucher. Joyless. Bond villain. Joyless. Joyless. Ugh. Okay, so is there anything that we could talk about that's happy? Nobody sent me dog pics, by the way. Oh. I know. You might be saying to yourself, but you have a dog. Why do you need dog pics? Well, because why wouldn't I need dog pics? There are times where I sit next to my dog and I look at pictures of my dog. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Instagram generation, except it's in its 40s. <laughs> 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 okay, so really, there's got to be something happy to talk about because, <laughs> you know, yes, there's the Red Sox, there's there's the World Series. Some people are very happy about that, like Tim, like like probably a, a huge cross section of people are very happy about that. But I I need something to be happy about hockey wise because it it's a really long season and we're only. Not even quite a tenth of the way through. Yeah, eight games. We 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 are we are point two of a game away from from a tenth of the season. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, is that like five minutes of the next game? <laughs> <laughs> Paul uh, Korea is getting his number retired today. Oh. Oh. And like the whole team came out in warm ups wearing Korea jerseys. That's kind of cool. And they're wearing their like old school. 25th anniversary one so that's even better nice cool he was with the ducks right yeah well he played for a couple teams but the ducks are retiring his number he was there the yeah most. he was a duck he was uh av he was uh blue was he some other was he anywhere else oh i think he was in he was in nashville at one point he yeah was, nashville very briefly he was mr western conference is what you're saying yeah i don't think he ever played in the eastern conference but he is a main black bear great. Like, literally a great for once, as opposed to, like, a guy who happened to be a main black bear who Tim decided was great. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He, like, he actually won an NCAA championship here. <laughs> oh, Tim, I really want you to make a list now for next week of, of other main great, main black bear greats. <laughs> Jeremy Swayman is definitely on that list. I, I gotta know more. <laughs> and then Jimmy no, Howard no, and no. Gustav Nyquist. Okay, okay, you make that and, list. And Ben Bishop, I believe. Ben Bishop is as well. You make that list and we'll have Jeff preface it with what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Fun. Actually, Uh-oh. I think Tortorella torts went there as well. <laughs> well, maybe he was looking for Musky. <laughs> I, I think both I mean, him and his brother went there. If I'm looking for someone called Musky, Northern Orono is like one of them would be a second on my choice. The first would probably be like Minnesota Duluth. <laughs> I mean, our that is exactly post- where I would go to look for someone called Musky. <laughs> our post office is the Edmund esque Musky building. Oh, right. <laughs> Actual relevant main joke. Nicely done. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. It all ties together now. It, it all makes sense. Oh, my God. Well, he was, when he said he was looking for Musky, he was looking for Ed Musky. Okay. Yes, Edmund. He's quite old. I mean, he has a building named after him. He's probably. I mean, he was a senator for a long time, and he was eventually Secretary of State in the Carter administration, I believe. Oh, I didn't yeah. know who this guy was. I just thought he was some old dude who gave money to somebody and got a building named after him. Nope, nope. He was a, he was a senator for a long time. Chaired environmental committees was rather important in the eventual getting ban lead banned from gasoline and stuff like that. So you know, 
guy worth looking for if you're if you're John Tortorella. And the building is across the street from my old elementary school, and whenever they had a bomb scare, they had to like get the school evacuate us from school because we were so close. Oh, that is so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like during nine eleven, they actually like had us evacuated because it was it's a federal building, so they didn't know that what was happening, so they had to evacuate us. Oh. Oh my god. Well, this got weird. Okay. The Edmundest Muskie Building, everybody. There you go, <laughs> folks. That's where Muskie. That's where Muskie is. That's where Muskie <laughs> was all the time. And Tortorella hasn't come out about it, but he found Muskie in in college. He did. <laughs> next week we'll solve another burning question from the NHL archives (laughs) (laughs) now I just now I just want just picture a TV show like finding Bigfoot and it's just finding Muskie (laughs) 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 and you have these guys with beard traipsing through the woods of Maine Looking for a glimpse of musky. <laughs> so, so, so the end of the la- end of the last episode will just have someone dropping to their knees in front of Ed Muskie's grave, breaking into tears, and then a cut to dramatic music. We found Musky. <laughs> it'll, it'll be absolutely amazing. No, Musky, no. What did it all mean? <laughs> he was lost in the Triton Burger. <laughs> McQuaid in boards and <laughs> Someday I hope we have an episode that is just quotes from that episode. <laughs> Hey, listeners, if you want to hear us do a game again <laughs> by reading the closed captions. <laughs> Ooh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad we found Muskie. Glad that's all working out. Oh. Yep. Okay. So we have talked about the shitty performance of the team in Western Canada. We've talked about injuries. We've talked about getting it together, 3C, David Backus, all sorts of things. Is there anything else that's burning, burning on our minds that we have to, to take care of right now? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Well, then I think we should talk about where the games are this week. Okay, so they close off this Canadian road trip on Tuesday. That's uh, that's uh, uh, October twenty third at Ottawa, seven thirty p.m. Eastern time. Yay! Um, <laughs> and then they have a two game homestand uh, on Thursday, the twenty fifth. They play uh, Philly at seven, but it's in Boston, which means no gritty, which is sad. <sighs> you know, the only reason why I wanted to watch that game was gritty. Yep. You know, and here's the, and then seriously, that would have been a great opportunity. Tell, tell Philly, Philly, go ahead, bring Gritty, bring Gritty. But then Blades is nowhere to be seen. <gasps> Holy shit, is that the Bears music? <laughs> what would the Bears mu- music be? Just have it be Teddy Bear Picnic. It would just be that much more absurd. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? If anybody has a has a suggestion for the Bears music, they can let us know. Yes. And um, then uh, on Saturday, it's October 27th. Drum roll. Habs in Boston, 7 p.m. on a Saturday. Ah, uh, yes. That was the game we wanted to go to, but it was twice as much for the sweet rental. Which, like, I get it, but holy fuck, right? Yeah. But you know what? It'll be good to see the Habs coming to town in whatever combination they are now and whoever they have playing on their team, playing made-up positions that, you know, include 
The last time I lurked in uh, in Hab's uh, comment sections, it sounded like people were com- were deciding they were comfortable with Domi as center. So um, that's exactly what they were saying around this time last year about Drouin. So, you know, everything's going swimmingly in Montreal. Sounds great to me. I'm okay with it because, you know, fuck them. Fuck them. So lots the games this week. All right. Ottawa, at, at Ottawa and then at home against Philly and, and Montreal. So that's a... Uh, Actually, that's, that's, that's a whole shit sandwich of past a uh, 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 past playoff disappointments. All it's missing is like you know Tampa and the Caps just to run it right to the ground. Oh, and Carolina, but that's next week. That's it. Anyway. You're not going to schedule the games anymore, Jeff. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, <laughs> so there's that. Do we have anything else? <laughs> no, I think we're pretty much. Um, I think we've hit all of the points that we wanted to. Okay. Including well. hatred for uh, Matt Bartkowski and a couple of times we talked about um, Adam McQuaid and and boards and stuff and yep. yeah, yep. I think things, we got things it. are going things are going well, obviously. Anyway, okay, so listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found, as long as it's one of those. Uh, if you like us, rate us some stars. We could use the attention. If you don't like us, well, thanks for hanging out anyway. Um, <laughs> you can you can contact us on Twitter at Barely on Topic or on Facebook at Barely on Topic Podcast. And lastly, of course, you can reach us each at our personal Twitter accounts. Uh, I am, of course, at Doctor Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A Richardson. And I'm at Where's Musky. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> VA <laughs> from RI. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's where I am. Not that many people care, but yes, dog pics. Anyway, so, Tim. Word!